0: The World Wrestling Federation, for over fifty years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? we
1: men, on mission. Are
0: you ready? we Welcome to the New Generation Podcast from South Connection. I'm Tim Slavka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're on the journey to relive a new generation era, to find the best and some of the worst of a wrestling time period we often forgotten. Brent Shaw on Survivor Series 92. Brent Shaw on Survivor Series 97. We'll be on the Pierce and examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could
1: have worked, and what failed. JP, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Just, uh, recovering from watching all these hours of the draft this weekend, so. Yeah. Bears, Bears, Bears go to the Super Bowl, I think, as well. Of course. Oh yeah, that's the easy conclusion. Of course.
0: Yeah, it was a fun weekend. We were, i was out last night talking with a bunch of people at the Bears. It was like we—we we came in looking for an offensive tackle. We got an offensive tackle. You can't really complain. We had we had some defensive players, so can't,
1: can't right. complain. Yeah, I and mean, then you really can't judge it until about three years from now, anyway. So yeah, and I—I yeah. I also think too on like drafts is
0: everyone's in different you know positions. The Eagles can take a you know a chance on Jalen Carter, where the Bears yep. really can't. Like we're not yep. ready for that, so. I think sometimes that's like a a thing that's you know brought up too many times, right? Um, you know, it all drafts, right? And it, it everything, it's like, okay, it, it's bigger. Like when the Bears miss on a quarterback, they needed a quarterback. They drafted Trubisky and not Mahomes. Like that's that's a direct miss. But I I, I think other times it's too much. Overblown. You know, one of the ones is always the Sam Bowie with Michael Jordan. It's like, yeah, they didn't really need a guard. I know it was Michael Jordan, but no one thought he was going to be this. So. Well,
1: yeah, yeah it's like uh, like what you said about Carter. Like, if Carter comes to the Bears and they win five games next year, is he is he going to be on his best behavior? You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, he could instantly just be a huge bust and and shut down. So, who knows? Yep. I mean, we'll, like I said, we'll see in a few years, and hopefully, it all works out. Yep. Anything else uh, new in your life? No, just saw the uh, just saw the Bruins uh, perform a choke job like the Tampa Bay Lightning with the highest point getters losing in the first round, so that was eventful. Yes, yeah, it was, uh, uh, but for some reason my TV was behind. Saw so a
0: sudden, on the chat. You guys started mentioning, "Oh, what a oh, loss!" Yeah. I was like. What the hell? I'm like, no, it's like they're in a face faceoff right now. There's no way this game's over. Right. And then I look down, it's like up oh, four minutes behind. I'm like, damn it, I don't know what happened. So, yeah. little little spoilers there, but it's uh, can't can't avoid that type of stuff now in uh, right in in the world. So, uh, we we so just some updates. We are stars and Raws this week, and then next time we'll be in the road to WrestleMania. So that'll be a show, and there's a preview show as well as part of that. So we'll, and then we'll be at WrestleMania 10. So this is really the last batch of. Of lead ups to WrestleMania 10 uh, this right. time, so we'll we'll kind of you know almost all the matches have been pretty much been announced. Uh, definitely, they'll all be through this weekend. Uh, so we won't recover every match that uh, gets announced because we've mentioned them before. But we'll just talk. Uh, so we're going to start. We are starting from the um, the taping of February 1st. So this is the Superstars on 226. Uh, so one thing that right off the bat is Johnny Polo's is back. I, I thought he had a lot of flavor to this this uh superstars i thought he was a really really uh i think he's really good um in the role he just brings a lot of energy a little bit of goofiness but sometimes it's needed in some of these squash masters so i liked i like that um we start with uh razor ramon with a you know a, a Basic, basic uh squash match. Uh, but just talked about him breeding up to the Razor Ramon or up to uh, Shawn Michaels with the, the ladder match. So nothing nothing too much there. Just like a good guy to start the show off of a, you know one of their biggest faces in the company and uh cool cool thing there. And then we we had highlights of the funeral parlor from the week before, which I, I think we both said was a great segment with Rex Luger and Yoko. Mm-hmm. So I think still so, you know, we kinda of, you kinda of talked about last time like is, is, is do they still have some thought on Luger? Like I thought he kind of went over there and we'll talk about something later where I think the crowd maybe is, is into Luger still. So, um, kind of just did some highlights on the update there. I to kind of bring you, bring you up to date on, uh, what, what kind of happened last week and really building up that, you know, WrestleMania
1: main events. Yeah. It, it, it's like the whole program is really like the whole, uh, shows have been circles, um, focused on like Luger, Yoko, Owen mm-hmm. and Brett, which is pretty good. Like, like, including owen in that too like there's some words from owen here uh, on the update as well and i think like why he stands out so much is like all the other guys are kind of already established and this is like owen breaking out so um that's why he just stands out as it may not be better necessarily but it's just more of a jump up from where he was so it's um pretty cool to see him like blossoming into that role
0: yeah Um, it's as you mentioned it i just it's just crazy to think like Owen, oh, man, he really needed that win at WrestleMania 10. I uh, know spoilers, sorry, but uh, yeah. but it's uh, as you said that I'm like, man, Owen would be like nothing if he didn't have that win. Like he's not established, so it's like pretty obvious that he needs to win this match. Like in, my, right. in like retrospect. But, like, it's still such an upset, but it, it does, like, elevate him so much because he is kind of a nothing. Even here, like, I don't think people treat him seriously. So um, I think that's a great point that you just made.
1: Well, I mean, think about, like, last year he was wearing the, the MC Hammer pants and getting pushed out of the chair by Razor Ramon. And, like, yeah. like he, And now he's, like, uh, uh, one of the best heels in the company. So it's just crazy how one storyline can get somebody over like that, you know? So um after that we get a squash from the uh, Quebecers and Johnny Polo comes out in like scuba gear on this one which is kind of weird. Like I I don't I didn't get that part of it. Like maybe there's some joke or something I didn't get. I um, I couldn't figure it out. I yeah, that out. was just it was really really random. Um but in this they they spot Nikolai Volkov in the crowd and they mention he's in the same suit as last week but we never saw him last week so I think there's some, right. We didn't see him at all, and I didn't miss it. Did I? Uh, I,
0: I had play. nothing about that. I have the same. I have the exact same notes. Over right. last, I don't remember that. So. so. So
1: they must have like mixed the tapings around or something and just yeah. lost that. Um, and so so we we kind of know what's coming with that eventually, which is uh, depending on how you look at that stable, exciting or disappointing. But at least it's um, we're gonna we're gonna get to see it for ourselves, kind of thing. Um, then, like, Men on a Mission do, like, a cut-in rap, like, as the match is going on to to kind of highlight their feud. uh, and then, like, as the finish is coming, uh, Shock slaps the shit out of the jobber for some reason, so I don't know if he pissed him off, but he just, like, paintbrushed the hell out of his face, so. Um, Quebecers go over, obviously, in a, a decent little squash match. Um, then from there, we get the event center again with Stan Lane still doing this, like, I don't he is just not doing it for me. Like, I just really don't want to see him on TV anymore. I I know I know there's people that, like, really like Stan Lane, and um, even, like, Midnight Express-wise, I, I prefer Dennis Condry over Stan Lane for some reason, but in this role especially, he's just not fit for it, in my um, opinion. But Crush does a promo on Savage, which is, eh, like, I'm not really feeling Crush in this role for some reason, like... I always thought I liked heel crush better than face, but, like, this just proves I don't. So, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that.
0: He's just not very good. I think right. that's the uh, biggest problem. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the feud hit. Like, it was awesome. We really loved it in the fall, right, when it yes. first happened. And since then, it's kind of just not picked up. I think... There's an interaction later that I think gives it some things, but it's kind of been, like, dead dead in the water for a while, and trying mm-hmm. to have promos my crush only is just not the best. Um, the only other thing, I, I had two other things during the Quebecers match. Um, Paul left the announce cr- crew, and it was Vince on his own, and that was just terrible, so probably why Vince screwed up that Nikolai thing was because he was by himself. Oh, yeah. And so I'm sure he just screwed up what he was doing. Uh, it was just bad announcing. Like Vince needs someone, uh, you know, desperately to be with him. And then mm-hmm. it, when the men on the mission did their rap, Vince says that Mo did nothing, which <laughs> is just like, yeah. a call. he goes, yeah, Mo does nothing there. It was right. like, are you, are you shooting on Mo? Like <laughs> I just died laughing at that. He's like, yeah, Mo doing nothing there. Uh, so I died on that. Um, and then we got, uh, you ready for me to get on? on? Yeah. 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 So we got uh, a Shawn Michaels interview. Um, uh, Sorry, Sparky Plug match first uh, with a a quick thing. I I like him. He's so colorful. Uh, Definitely. What do you think of like the new generation right now is like the purple, pink, yellow. uh, You know, big, big. He's got a big pop, I think. I think as much as people don't like Bob Holly, I love Sparky Plug. So I've been enjoying him. He's one of those guys kind of like we're running into the atom bomb type thing where, okay, he needs to start getting a feud. Like, he's been right. around here for a while and just has no one. Uh, so we'll see on that. And then they do Shawn Michaels in the uh, in the ring with a uh, ladder in the ring. I really like this part, and it's really confusing with what actually happens in the match, but he mentions how there's no rules in the ladder match, and the only thing that can happen is just grabbing the belt, uh, which mm-hmm. is interesting to what actually happens in the, you know, in the, the match that so they kind of bring up that this is, you know, no rules, no DQ-type match. So... Uh, decent interview, very cool with him on the ladder, in the ladder, in the ring, like just the different, uh, you know, spectacle I really like, they brought back the funeral parlor, though, even though I don't know if everything's been the best, but like just the bland platform interviews are just not doing
1: it I, I like how them doing something different, so um, Yeah, I thought I thought this was Sean's like first memorable promo, like at least since we've started watching it, like um, yeah. maybe it's just the symbolism of him like sitting atop the ladder that does it, which I thought was a nice touch, but like this is the first like standout, you know, promo from him in my opinion that that I can like pinpoint and say, Oh, you remember the the latter promo kind of thing, like his own little thing, so pretty good stuff I thought. Yep. Um and then from there we get a quick little IRS squash. Nothing really to write home about there. Um a quick little WrestleMania report, Todd with the with the mania drip still with the with the hat and the jacket, so <laughs> He just rubbed it in whatever. He's, since you said it. Yeah, yeah he's getting
0: commission on that thing, I think. Like, exactly. 1% or something.
1: Exactly. and And Cornet's like, talking about the Yoko match and stuff. And he says, instead of collateral, he says collateral, which was really weird. Like, I, I don't know if he meant that as, like, literally or sexually, the way he said collateral. But um, I don't know. I don't know what he meant by that. But it was weird. Um, he was fired up as usual. He's kind of, like, he's made... Fuji obsolete. I kinda wish Fuji wasn't really involved in <laughs> this anymore. You know, like like oh, Fuji just stands sucks. there. God, he's the worst. He but, um yeah, Cor Cornette's definitely carrying that. Um and then do you want me to take the next match? I, I think you should. This is like okay. all about you. Yeah. So next we get uh Bret Hart versus Adam Bomb, which is like one of Adam Bomb's first uh big time matches here. Um Out of Nowhere. Out of nowhere of the, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, just randomly thrown out there. Um, Polo does, like, the Flavor Flav Yeah Boy for some reason, like, the third time tonight he's done it. So, I don't know if he's trying to, like, play off the rapping of Men on a Mission and he decides to use Flavor Flav in uh 1994. So, shows you how, what the times they are. But, um I wrote in the notes that this is a big time for Adam Baum. Like, this is a, you know, like, like uh, a proving point for him kind of. And Brett has the, the sick tights as usual with the with the paint drips on him. Um, Owen comes down to look on and, and like early on this is a good pace, I think, and Brett's doing like a good job making Bomb look strong. Like he's you know, bumping yep. around for him and everything. But I still don't think like Bomb's at his level. Um, but like for this is something he needed. Like he couldn't keep working squash guys, you're not gonna get any better. You have to go in there and kinda get thrown to the wolves and he, you know, held held up his end of the bargain at least a little bit. Um, Brett got the win with the sharpshooter, and I thought this match was much more of a hidden gem than like the Pritchard match that kind of gets more praise. Like that Tom Pritchard match, people are like, oh, that's a that's like a sneaky good uh, TV match with Brett. I think this match is actually better than that, and it told a better story because you know Bombs more green and he's a bigger guy, so kind of showing that Brett can you know work with the bigger guys and do stuff around them so not like this great match either um not something that's gonna you know go on his resume or anything but it's still a pretty solid match here
0: yeah i liked uh i thought vince throughout the match was an overdrive like he was just sawing it crazy the crowd was loud throughout the match but the place is so that this is such a small arena like i think there's a thousand people in there uh, if that, like, it's a really small, you know, high school gym type place. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to tell the acoustics, but I thought the crowd was going nuts for it, uh, throughout this whole match. Uh, poll I thought, Paul had a comment about why he was wondering, it, made, it seemed seem like they were kind of setting up a whole Harvey feud. Paul kind of kept talking bad about Harvey, and then he wondered why you'd put a ma- Adam Bomb in a match this close to WrestleMania. And I just joked that, like, to, to prep for his earthquake match, uh, the 10 second earthquake <laughs> match. Right. And then, uh, also, Owen came down, I don't know, ringside, but just came down to the entranceway and watched him win and, like, was looking in disgust, which mm-hmm. was a cool visual, but it just, like, really didn't make sense. Like, uh, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, why is he randomly out there? Uh, I don't think they really have a storyline for why he came out uh, compared to the other match we're going to see uh, where it makes more sense. Like, here he just stands there and watches him, so was a, that was right. a little. Uh, but, yeah, fun fun match. I thought, yeah, good to get Adam Bomb. He's a, he looks like a beast. Like, Brett has... I, I don't say struggles to beat him, but, like, you know, the offense makes it look tougher, right? Because you got a big guy, you can't just, you know, punch. you got to really uh, go at him. So I thought that was a fun fun match.
1: Exactly. Uh, all
0: right, so you ready for uh, anything else on Superstars? I think we no. covered it. Right? So we, we move on to Raw. So this is this is another one that's weird where it was taped way back on January 31st. And it's two twenty eight raw. So like and we we had seen a live raw in between. So like for whatever reason they kind of move around these um, these uh these tapings for some reason. There must be something. I haven't figured it out, but for some reason. So uh we start right away with our our title match that was announced last week. Randy Savage getting a shot at Yokozuna. Bachman I pretty much guaranteed that he was winning this and winning the title. Um they talk about how that uh you know th- at first there's the main event is set for Hogan and, or sorry, Hogan, uh, for Yoko, Brett, and Luger. Uh, but if Macho wins, basically he replaces Yoko, and, and the same thing happens. So, uh, massive pop again for Macho Man. Just a guy that's so over. I like seeing him used in this type of role as, like, helping put over a big heel. Uh, for some reason, Cordette's not out there early. Uh, and, and when Macho first gets in, he attacks Yoko for behind. Uh, so mm-hmm. hot start. Macho was really at it. Yoko was sweating throughout this whole match. So I think it's just hot in the arena. I'm guessing he probably fought another match along with the taping, so I'm sure he's just like drenched. Right. Uh, I really like the ending, um, in that Macho Man, it's kind of, it's almost exactly like Wrestle, uh, sorry, SummerSlam 93 in the way he kind of takes everyone off. Like he knocks Fuji down, he knocks Cornette down, and goes for like the, the killer move. Uh, and then out of nowhere, and Vince kind of sells it a little bit, but Crush comes in to break up the pinfall. Uh, so you get the DQ finish, Macho Man wins. And this is where I know, I, I mentioned that there were massive when Crush came in. We want Luger chance. So yeah. it was kind of interesting that Luger came out, but Brett comes out first. And then Brett's helping, you know, clean up, clean up Crush and, and Fuji. But then Luger comes out to a massive pop. So I, I wonder there, uh, you know, if this was something too where like Vince is like, all right, well, I'm going to bring both guys out and two gets a bigger pop. And I as much as both of us, me and you are, are more on Luger or on Brett, I, I thought Luger got bigger pops and a bigger crowd chance. Um, this is beside himself, the Macho loss, but it's a tragedy and also says that it's similar to Nancy Kerrigan that Macho Man was robbed. So very time stamped of when this was, but, uh, fun match, really good use of Macho Man to get the crowd really invested. There's going to be a title change and to make, I don't want to say Yoko look strong, but give him a credible opponent where sometimes we've seen him just squash, mash, squash, mash, squash mash. Here he kind of gets a, a win over a marquee name. So. Fun match to start RAW uh, off for this time, and really lead into WrestleMania. And, and like we kind of mentioned, or you kind of mentioned, uh, you know, this this gave some some uh, validity to the Crush Macho that we've kind of been missing for a while.
1: Yeah, and, and like what you were saying about Luger is true, and not only the, the the pop, the fact that they chose Luger to be like the ultimate savior at the end, like the yep. events put him in that position, like kind of lets you believe that they were going to go that route. Like, he's the guy, save, like, ultimately saving the day for everybody. So um he looked the strongest coming out of this, and the crowd definitely was eating it up. I don't, I mean, you know, you hear narratives all the time about how Luger sucked in the WWF and his run sucked or whatever, but, like, this kind of dispels that a little bit. Like, he, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, it, it obviously goes wrong at some point and or maybe it's just, the booking defeated him, I guess, but he's he's the main event player that everybody thought he would be at this point. I don't I don't see what they could have done any better, um, at least up to this point in this time frame. But um, yeah, I agree. There. Yeah,
0: I, I thought it made it look really strong. Um, right. And I thought my, make Macho look strong too.
1: I thought a little bit. I mean, yeah, you have a giant heel champion. You got Brett, who's already established former champion. And yet Luger's getting the biggest reaction. So I yep. mean, he's not he's he's there, so there's nothing really else to, to do with him except for put him over, which they decided not to do and you know, so is history, but um from there we get a quick uh bam bam squashed and Luna comes out like wearing like a doink shirt with the with doink cross out on the shirt, so I'm I was feverishly looking that up on WW Shop and didn't find it. But um I missed that. I missed that. Oh man. I don't yeah, know she I had she that. had a she had a complete like it's a weird doesn't even look like a real w w f shirt of Doink okay. in the front with like a the big cross out sign on it. So um huge Luna fan right now, so that was good. Um we also get an earthquake squash after that, something quick just to kinda of keep him on your mind that he's back. Um and then also a quang squash followed by that. So in the quang squash, uh, size Sperling calls in and this guy, Oh my God. Yeah. Has to be, he, he was inaudible for most of it for one thing, but he has to be one of the worst, um, celebrity guests for WrestleMania of all time. Like his, like he's, he's the hair club ferment men guy. Like that was a big thing in the nineties for people that aren't really familiar. Um, like your hymns and all that shit that's going on now. He was like the forefather of that, I guess. But yeah, he, uh, had such an obvious like to on to, or whatever it was that he had on. Like, like he claimed he was like totally bald and then had this like full head of hair. And then, um, we'll see him for, we'll see him in a, another episode here coming up soon, doing more. But, um, just in this, it's just the, 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 uh, trash of things that come with him. But, um, Quinn goes over a nice little squash that, other than that, Colin was decent.
0: Yeah, uh, I just want to add two, two things real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's Earthquake Squash, Harvey Whippleman, who's the announcer, sorry, I don't know if really I mentioned that, but, uh, he announced that Adam Baum is going to be fighting, uh, he, he made the big announcement that his guy is going to be fighting, yep. uh, Earthquake instead of Borga. Uh, and they also announced, the 10-man uh, tag match for WrestleMania. I don't think we've said that. Uh, smoking Guns, Taka, Spark Plug, 123 Kid versus IRS, Double J, The Model, and Head Shrinkers. So kind of, the you know, the now they do the Battle Royal, but basically everyone else uh, tag match. So they announced that. That's going to happen in WrestleMania. And then we'll talk more about Spike Sperling. But this guy, oh, my God. Vince is by himself because sure. Harvey goes to, to interview Quang. Or to manage Quang. So it's Vince by himself, which is terrible. And then you get this long, long conversation with Cy Sperling, who's just all over. So like, he must, they treat him like he's like the number one celebrity and like, this is such a big deal. And like, they, either he paid a lot of money or they paid a lot of money. I'm not sure which way, but this guy is all over these episodes and like, they try to make them like, this is the biggest deal. I, I would love to know if anyone bought WrestleMania because of Cy Sperling. I, I would love to know that statistic one day. Yeah. Uh, and then, do you want me to go last match just to finish it up? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, so we got, uh, they announced next week is going to be Crush and Owen versus Smoking Guns. And then we get Men on the Mission, but like, when they edit, so I, I feel like there's something missing here. Because like, Men on the Mission are like in the ring, which they're best part of them coming out. Is the beginning of the song where the crowd loses their mind and and, right. and really give it the chance? So like I feel like there was some bad editing there to kind of ruin their entrance. Uh, and they fight Brooklyn Brawler and some other job or who do they have? Uh, I didn't have the notes, but they they kind of get a quick squash win. Uh, just talk about them going on the Quebecers, so uh, kind of kind of nothing thing, but they're a team that's always exciting to see. And they talk a lot about going on next week. uh, For next week RAW, they say got Double J versus Virgil. We got Tataka with a special presentation. We got Smoking Guns versus Owen and Crush. And we got. uh, uh We also have that the, there's been Undertaker sightings. So just a massive amount coming up next week. So I'm guessing they kind of realized we got a stinker in this uh in this old taping cycle. We better tell people like, hey, we got a lot coming next week because the Macho Man match was fun, but after that it was kind of kind of a bland. Uh, second half of Raw. Right, right. Nothing, I mean, none of that stuff, you know, Quang's out at Mania, you know, um, you know, Ben of the Mission kind of are, but Face choppers. Earthquake's barely in there, Bam Bam didn't really need a squash, so it's just kind of, you know, kind of nothing big for WrestleMania, you know, the lower-end matches were getting attention, so. Uh, anything else you had for that one? Nope, I think we're good. All right, so we'll move back on to the following week's Superstars, three uh, March 5th, or so in the March, uh, and we're, but we're still at the February 1st taping, uh, out in, uh, White Plains, New York. Uh, so we'll, the last of this taping, so, uh, uh, you know, kind of, this is the kind of the drum sometimes of these things, but we get Luger out first again, massive pop. Uh, I thought again when he comes out, like his music, is, his music got a great tone right now. It's just like it's known. It's kind of like one of those things, like Tataka. Like you hear the music, the crowd goes nuts for it. Uh, and I thought the jobber actually on this match actually got some offense, which is just weird given they're trying to what they're trying to do with uh, Luger uh, mm-hmm. and putting him up. But uh, whatever, Luger takes him out. You got Vincent Polo on the uh, commentary, and they talk about how Luger really has a chance at Mania. So I thought a good good way of you know kind of find last superstars before Mania putting over luger again um uh, and like i said the crowd's still into him so something has kind of happened recently
1: that the crowd's kind of jumping right his right yeah that, that, that's that definitely hasn't died down so um it, it actually is building a pretty you know hot main event scene going into mania at least so it works there um and then from there we get a double j squash and he has a and this one, he has quite the colorful outfit. So like, he's been wearing, like, solid red and white, orange and white, whatever. Like, this is just, like, this is definitely extravagant here on his end. Um It's from the attire department. Um They also show Nikolai Volkov again. So they're kind of obviously, you know, um leaning on him. Like, he's going to be part of the storyline soon, showing him. And they mentioned like, he has the same suit on. So they're kind of hinting that he's on troubled times or whatever. Um, and one thing, one thing about like a guy like Nikolai Volkov, and you'll see other guys come in. I like when they throw a nod to like the the 80s guys of the past. Like the, you know, they do it for like the mainstay WWF guys that are like, you know, like Snooka would come in, Lou Albano, whoever, Piper, like guys that are WWF guys, like loyalists, kind of. So, um, I don't think they get enough credit for doing that. You know, throughout the years, it, even though like later on Duggan and Slaughter and stuff like that got to be a little old when they would be the mystery opponents on like a 2005 Raw or something, Um, at least they're like loyal to the guys that like, you know, bled and sweat for them for years. So it's always kind of cool to see a little a oh, little del- wink and a nod, it, you
0: know? Yeah, that's definitely been straight, right? It's like, right. you you do good to me, I'm going to treat you well
1: later. Yeah. And they don't they don't get enough credit for that um from there we get a Stan Lane face to face and with Crush and I and Crush and Savage sorry um I definitely think Crush is a lot better in this one like he's more menacing he's like the the steroid face paint guy instead of trying to be like the articulate guy like this is more his lane um like don't you know like be the heel be the the menacing muscled up heel that is, gonna scare Savage I think he did really good on this. Um Savage was pretty good in his response too. Like he's the more intense um, you know, can talk in a quiet tone and raise his voice character. And he's the one you're you're rooting for anyway. So you kinda want to listen to everything he has to say. So they they did a pretty good job building it up from there. It's been better than what it was before. Um it obviously it wasn't where it peaked, like like you said in the fall, but it's climbing up a little bit better to at least make it, you know, a little interesting so far. Um, and then after that face-to-face, we have a doink versus Brooklyn Brawler match. And this is probably the first time in my life I've rooted for the Brooklyn Brawler in a match. I don't think I can remember, like, a time where I actively rooted for Brooklyn Brawler. Um, and then, like, I I watched this match and I always think, like, <laughs> face doink sucks. This actually wasn't that bad. Like, this match was pretty solid, um... Like, I was surprised that I thought this match was solid, but um, it wasn't too long, and, and it, they hit everything pretty crisp, probably because, you know, brawler's a, a really good jobber and, and can make guys look good. I probably had part of it, but I actually didn't think this was too bad, shockingly. Yeah, I had uh, <clears throat> they
0: again, this is another one where they missed Dwink's entrance, really weird. I was confused because, like, Dink was on the apron. I thought it was going to be, like, a mixed tag match. Um, like, Dink, like, didn't get off the apron. Like, he took off his jacket and stuff. So I thought, like, oh man, this is going to be Doink and Dink versus Brawler. Uh, but the match ended up being pretty good. I think Brawler's just a good wrestler. And then I actually, I, again, put some notes that, uh, I thought Doink here had a really nice whoopee cushion, um, mm-hmm. as well. I think, I think it's an awesome move. Um, it's not always done the best, but I thought here, like, really looked good, like, menacing and, like, Really, like, if you think about it, like, that would knock you out if if they actually hit you on your Serdom Street down. Like, so, it looked like that. So, I actually gave some credit there to that match as well.
1: Yeah, and and this was a match where Cy Sperling does, like, a hair (laughs) transformation on Doink and Dink. Uh, So, yeah, very weird. Yeah, very weird that he does this, like, uh, he makes them look even creepier with his, like, you know, this is what their hair could look like if they had hair club for men. Um, yeah, Yeah, definitely creepy shit. You know. Uh yeah,
0: so then we got uh yeah, I don't I just don't understand this obsession with spy spurling. It's just really <laughs> weird. <laughs> right. Uh we got a Todd we got Todd Praten Grow WrestleMania reports. Uh still mentions there's gonna be a women's championship match. No idea of the opponents. Uh and also on the earlier gorilla with this update, they talked about Fan Fest, which just sounded amazing. Like uh the photos they have but it looks really cool, like, you know, getting to call WrestleMania match and uh being at the funeral parlor and just some really cool things that like I remember as a kid being like this looks awesome. Uh, you know, access or whatever you want to call it, and all the different things they've had for so long now that maybe it's lost some of its lustre. Um, you know, some of it. But like I in ninety four this had it looked like the coolest thing ever. So I thought that was really cool the way they did that. Uh, I'm guessing you wanted to do that match because after the doink match, we get the Bushwhacker match. So we're really, we're really hitting our top guys right now uh, in in our, uh, our love things. But again, they're kind of a weird team they brought back. I'm guessing just trying to even out the the tag team division on the, on the, on the tour, but uh, pretty rough there. Um, And there also was a, and then we have Paul Bear at the funeral parlor. This one was really weird. We got uh Owen Hart there. It was really weird because, like, I don't remember every other funeral parlor or, or other things. They had Owen's music playing. So, mm-hmm. like, it was hard to hear him. Like, the crowd, you couldn't really hear. And then the the organ kept going. The funeral parlor organ was going over it. So it was, like, really hard to hear what Owen was saying. Paul Bear sounds f- really weird interviewing Owen, I think, about, like, Bret Hart and Owen. It's just, like... It doesn't yeah. fit the bill. I really like the fact they've had the funeral parlor back. I think it works when, like, Paul Bear was talking about Yoko and how he's afraid of caskets. Like, there it works, but here it just, like, doesn't. Right. Um, uh, so that was kind of a, a rough, uh, I think, the first miss they've had with kind of this Owen Bread storyline. Um, yeah, it's
1: too cartoonish. It's too, yeah. the funeral parlor is too cartoonish for this storyline in particular, yep. but, yeah, I agree. Um, we also get a diesel, a diesel squash. Um, oh yeah, there think, was one, yeah. I think this is notable for like the first jackknife, maybe. Um, oh okay. Like he, yeah, he he. This is the first time like he's using, using like a punch. He's using like an elbow yeah. drop. Um, and I know I've listened to Kevin Nash's podcast, and supposedly, um, they took away the power bomb from Adam Bomb when they gave it to Kevin Nash. So okay. it's gonna be interesting to see if going forward, like maybe the tapings have to get sorted out and stuff, but. We'll have to see if Adam Baum uses a different finisher going forward, um but yeah, Kevin Nash does like a falling jackknife not not what it would become to not what it would come to be later on, but um just a little interesting note, you know history wise for that um yeah, then we also get yeah I literally there. had
0: diesel squash i had diesel squash, so I missed that that, that happened so well Congrats. I mean it wasn't it wasn't like a great yeah. match, so i don't I don't
1: yeah. blame you on that yeah um' then not we not get the biggest press match. Know that, so <laughs> right, right we get a uh, crush squash nothing really of note there just a simple squash and then to uh round out the show we get uh Quebecers they have some words on men on a mission and uh <laughs> Johnny Polo says you know he can't take them too lightly because they weigh too much which is pretty hey. funny uh he even does like a little rap which is weird like um then they they kind of switch over to men on a mission and going back like what Vince said mo like, Mo doesn't add anything to it. Oscar was actually – he's actually a pretty right. solid mouth, mouthpiece for them. Like, he, you know, speaks well. And I don't know if it's because, like, Mabel and Moe are both pretty young. That they're kind of nervous. Um, Mabel's a little bit better because he can just play, like, the big intimidating guy. But Mo didn't really add anything. Like, I have in my notes, like, Moe should be called less. <laughs> instead, what, what? but.
0: Well, how is Mo young? There's no way. I want to see that right. guy's person again, so don't tell me he's young. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's, that's
1: A fair point on that one.
0: Yeah, it, it, this is weird because they've done no build-up to that tag team match. Right. Uh, and Like, these work a little bit, but, like, they've had no interaction uh, that I can mm-hmm. remember. Uh, so it's weird they're just going to randomly start feuding. So,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I guess they got to start somewhere. But, yeah, they haven't.
0: Yeah. They really haven't, so that's weird. Yeah, and then uh, they also announced that the March to WrestleMania is happening. So the following weekend, uh, there's going to be a March to WrestleMania. So all the guys in the title matches uh, will be fighting someone. So Yoko is fighting Taka, Luger fighting the Gigolo. (laughs) That's all they have. And Brett's fighting Crush. So uh, they kind of mentioned that. They'll mention that a couple times at Raw. So basically, they kind of say, hey, you know what? WrestleMania is close. We're going to have some big events before then. So good stuff there as well.
1: Right. All right, you want to move on to plugs? Yes, sir. So, like I've been saying, you know, I've been beating it to death. Um, just really check out the North South Connection YouTube channel. Um, like the, there's, there's so many different things. Like you get a lot, like the podcast, like if you prefer to watch podcasts or just, you know, have it in the background. I know, like if you're at work or something, you might not be able to, listen, like, watch it that way. But there's also these, like, you know, random sporkle podcasts that are cool because, like, I, you know i'm i'm into sparkle I, I like doing that it's just a time killer sometimes um there's random you know just tier rankings of certain guys like it's just you know different content that's you know the guys put a lot of work in you know it's not just you know thoughtless things they 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 go through and they think of you know what something might be entertaining or whatever like to do like attitude theme songs i like do just of of a draft just you know things you would do with your friends back in the day when like you're a wrestling fan you're a kid at the lunch table whatever so um just really want to focus on that you know get people to go there subscribe and then also on the the podcast and you know you got pods that um you've been following along with and just you know continue to support we appreciate it yeah, uh, uh, the drafts. The guys did. Uh, which
0: uh, guys and Jenny did a, a great one that I really loved. It was the uh, worst WrestleMania ever. Which, which sounds like right. it's bad, but man, I had tons of laugh watching that stuff and great stuff every every day. Cardoso monthly is back again. We're getting into nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen, I said right, nineteen eighty eight. Uh, Royal yeah. Rumble. So. Uh, you know, that's, that's around once a month that I kind of join on every month. So, uh, ton of stuff on that. Uh, every day something's dropping. Uh, you know, Wednesday is always the Jenny position. And then, uh, pop experience. There's some good stuff. Like I said, I, I think last time, but I, I joined on Star Wars New Hope with Andy Etherton, So that was, that was a ton of fun. And then, uh, you know, the regular place to be. So good stuff. Listen rate review. Uh, and we'll move on to our last, uh, sir, uh, superstars or sorry, raw. This is the raw. That's the uh, yep. three seven. Ta- uh, this one's taped from the, the February 21st one. So again, kind of weird, uh, taping. And then we get, uh, it starts off really cool, I thought, with the million dollar man coming out. A guy yeah. that, where's he been? His, I don't remember him really a very round since summer, uh, since Royal Rumble. Has he? No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. So interesting. He's kind of been missing, but, uh, I thought he brought a lot to this taping. I know a lot of people don't really like him, didn't like him at the Rumble. I thought me and you gave a lot of props to him at the Rumble. Um, I thought he was really good here. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what you thought. No, uh,
1: I definitely like him on commentary. He's a, he's yeah. a natural mouthpiece.
0: Yeah, and uh, I have my notes, and maybe I have the wrong spot, but they talk about how, uh, again, Nikolai Volkov is there on uh, the front yes. row, and this DiBiase really hints heavily about, like, oh, I, I think I know how he got there. Uh, so kind of really setting up that, uh, the mega the mega stable that there is coming. Um, and they also have, uh, when, when Owen, for the first match, goes out to – Give his, uh, give his things. You see the Rosati sisters there too. So it's, uh, <laughs> right. of people up front, uh, classic, uh, you know, Nikolai and Rosati sisters. So pretty right. funny uh, to start off. you want to take
1: this, uh, first match? Yeah, yeah. So we start off with, uh, randomly Owen Hart and Crushed paired together versus the Smoking Guns. Yep. Um, I like that they're at least, you know, putting these young teams, like the Guns, Men on a Mission, um, uh, you know, uh, other younger teams, at least are giving them, Quality matches instead of just squash matches so even though it's random i like that um yeah like you said owen comes out and rips the glasses up again um you know crush and owen are pretty good at like beating down the faces so like the very start of this match is like your simple you know southern tag formula of the heels just beating down the faces and them being the face in peril um and i think it works with crush being involved in the match because i think both the guns are a lot bigger than owen so At least Crush is kind of like the equalizer there. And this really gets some good heat on the guns. Like, they're kind of um, fighting from underneath. They, they like, reach that crescendo. Um, So this wasn't like your normal smoking guns match that we've seen where they're just kind of, like, doing a couple high spots and it gets a little disjointed. This was more of a a formula to a match. So I thought thought this was a a really good, solid opener, even though it didn't make too much sense. I thought it was, like, like... it's a random match. Like, it's seriously, like, okay, who do we have in the back that's available to go? Owen, yeah. Crush, you know. So. Even them as a team. Yeah, even them right. as a
0: team. Like, f- facing the Smoking Guns makes no sense. And then them as a teaming together, like, doesn't make sense. Like, Yoko, and Crush makes sense if they're fighting because they have the same managers. Like, this makes no sense.
1: Yeah, so. It, and it's like, Owen is not backing Yoko because if. Yeah. You know, against Brett, because that would mean, you know, Brett's the champ. I, I don't know. I guess. I guess Owen just wants Yoko to beat Brett, so he's going to side with Crush, I guess. Um, But Owen wins with a sharpshooter, and I was honestly surprised to see a clean finish in this match. Um, You don't see that too too much with, with like, named teams against each other, especially when, like, Owen and Crush are not an established team and won't be. Um, I guess they're just trying to keep Owen strong, so they just figured, you know, let's make him the the winner in the match, so... Um, even Even though it was a surprise combo and surprise finish, I thought it was a, a pretty solid match. It was um one I didn't have any hopes for, but it actually surprised me in the end
0: yeah it, it, I mean we have a match later with name guys that that kind of is clean win, but like that makes sense with a guy on the way down, like the smoking guns you feel like are still on the way up. Right. You would think, like, oh, that's it's still a team up. They're not, you know, Virgil. Right, as Way Down, that, you know, mm-hmm. or Coco Beware, you know, back in the, when we first started this thing. Like, those are guys on the way down that are used as, you know, fodder for these things. Like, the Smoky Guns, they've been treating it like, you know, they're a legit team. They're moving up the tag team ranks, and they're just kind of squashed here uh, against Owen. I like that Owen wins on the sharpshooter as well. I thought that was really, really cool as well uh, there. Uh, and then uh, after the match, uh as you mentioned the interview that they have interview and I really like that Owen says, uh, take it easy on Bret Hart's, uh, oh, next yeah. week. Yeah. Kind of mentioned that, Hey, crush is going to face him next week. He's like, don't you'll know, leave some for me, leave some for me. Right. Um, so uh fun start, like you said, rant, rant, rant. We've had some of these like most random matches and this is definitely up there as one of the all timers. Um, and then we get, we get, uh, I mentioned it, you know, Virgil versus double J. I love here again that you got Ver- million dollar man on commentary when Virgil's out. Million Dollar man, just his laugh, I love. I, th- I think it adds such a value to it. It adds such a cockiness to it. Uh, he really, uh, really good pick that they have him on commentary for this match. Uh, pretty short match, only five minutes long. Um, uh, I, I thought they had Virgil control the match a lot too, which was good, right? Like it's not just a straight, like they're still keeping Virgil as like a named guy, right? And so to give mm-hmm. him some offense. They also mentioned that uh, Rhonda has been added, and then DiBiase, uh, you know, throws out there that that Shawn Michaels girl, which I think is maybe true. So that's kind of interesting that like they're throwing some tabloid uh, stuff out there, and then right. uh, Double J wins a uh, DDT, which I don't know what his finishing move is throughout time. Um, I can't really
1: remember what it is. So I I know he uses like the figure four in WCW when he first gets yeah. there. Right, I don't yeah, know yeah, what his move... Yeah, I don't know yeah. what his move is
0: either. Yeah, so wow. it was... I don't know if it is DDT, so yeah, I don't know, but he, he wins on that, and then uh, they show DiBiase with a uh, magazine cover, uh, Country Beat USA, and he's basically bragging that um, Double J's on the cover of it, and Vince McMahon grabs it and basically pulls off the cover and basically they plastered plastered uh, Double J's uh, fake, <laughs> fake uh, news clipping on top of it, so... Uh, kind of funny there. DiBiase feels like a kind of feels they kind of show him and feels like an idiot doing it. <laughs> right, uh, which is funny little segments. Uh, kind of poke up that hey yeah, maybe double you know all the stuff double Jake talks about being this country music superstar maybe isn't really true. And then uh, I'll, I'll get the next match just to avoid you okay. and do it. But we get Doink, unless you really want a Doink match. But no. We get Doink, Doink and Dink versus Iron Mike Sharp. Uh, Mike Sharp's selling in this match was out of control for Doink because like Doink's just not that strong. This guy's, right. Sharp's bigger than him. and He's just like overselling for Doink, which just looks so stupid. And again, Doink wins, and they talk a lot about the Bam Bam match and how Dink's ready to go for uh facing Luna. So nothing squashed. Uh, the crowd was into it. I mean, Doink definitely gets a pop and is over for the kids, but uh, you know, it it, it kind of kills the kayfabe the way. Mike Sharp was acting about doing like weak ass punches,
1: so um, nothing there. Yeah, and it, then we also get a uh, another side spurling ad of giving <laughs> Mr. Fuji <Fugius laughs> hair this time. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god, I forgot to take notes. <laughs> this on it. It was the worst so one. Ridiculous. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this was bad. Like seek <laughs> this out if you're looking for like cringy 1994 entertainment. Like did him doing this, uh, Mr. Fuji at. Uh, uh, or something else. Um, oh my god, I meant to take a note on that. <laughs> yeah. So, and and we've always uh, credited the timing of WWF, but they go from a shitty doink squash to a serious um, moment here. But I guess there's really no way to avoid it. Yeah. Um, now we get the uh, Tatanka ceremony, the feather ceremony. So I don't know where this came from. Like like I had to. I don't know. I know they hyped it up like last week, but. <laughs> I don't know. Randomly, like, yeah. Yeah, like, like, did he achieve something to get this? Like, where this came from? Um, Vince introduces uh, Chief Ray Little Turtle, Chief Jay Strongbow, and Wahoo. Um, and then Tataka comes out to a pretty good pop. And then, like, in my head, I'm just thinking, like, Jay Strongbow's Italian ass is making this ritual so authentic right <laughs> <now>. like, <laughs> like, they didn't have to. They could have just had Wahoo McDaniel. Because, like, Tataka... Is really serious about this stuff. Like, you can tell, like, he's, and we'll, we'll find out in a minute, he's really, like, authentic with his, yep. you know, heritage and stuff. But, like, they got the fake Indian guy out there. They got, you know, Jay Strongbow, an Italian guy. And he kind of even looks like, if if you notice it, if you know what you're looking for, um, in a couple of segments, like, when is talking, he kind of looks like, ah, oh, shit, I really shouldn't be out here. Like, this is, yeah, like, this is kind of messed up. Um, but like when when Tatanka says Wahoo McDaniels and adds the S to the name, like Wahoo just has this look like God damn like nobody can get this right anywhere. Yeah. Um they always add like Ric Flair always adds the damn S too.
0: Yeah. But they're just, you know,
1: talking about adding the flowers, they an awesome headdress. Like the, the way it looks is just so cool. Like um when when Tatanka's like talking about it and gets it put on, he starts crying. So it's like this is like the best like mic work and character work we've seen of him i think like he's always been super over with the crowd like like yeah i just don't see how they didn't elevate him even higher to like at least see belt something um because of just how over he is like i think even like he's lost in time like he doesn't get talked about as a huge star in this era when he really is like if you just look at the reactions he's right up there with anybody else on the card um but then he like puts the headdress on and does the dance. I just thought this was a pretty cool um ritual, like segment or whatever. Like, some something that's kinda gonna stand out, just this this segment alone. Um but then the kicker is like IRS coming out, talking to, like he just starts shitting on it as soon as he walks <laughs> right. out. And it's like Yeah, this is the stuff IRS is good for. Like he yep. is your straight line wrestling heel. Like he's no frills, no bells and whistles. He's your textbook heel like i'm gonna say your mama jokes kind of heel and yep exactly he just, yep you know and he just adds to like you need that heel sometimes you don't need like the over the edge type of you know too smart kind of heel like it just fit perfectly for this um which led to a squash match from him but i just feel like him like like leading into his match and him kind of shitting on it was like perfect timing um you know from we get this like feel-good moment of the ceremony leading in the irs coming out yeah it was
0: perfectly done it was super they they treated it seriously even though again by his what the f is this like uh like tataka randomly they haven't brought anything up to it he's not really in a main match uh i guess maybe now they're trying to feud irs and tataka so okay idea after the fact uh but i also love that you know debiocities on commentary with IRS, like, he's like, oh, this guy's a great guy, I love this guy, uh, so I think it really adds to, uh, you know, IRS's character, and you're exactly right, like, he's the k wrestling heel that, like, everyone knows, right, of, you know, like, mm-hmm. the, the classic, just, your mama jokes are great, like, that's exactly what, right. like, you tax cheats, and the crowd eats it up every time, like, you know exactly what he's gonna say, and yet, every time, it gets a reaction, so... Uh, I, I like this back to back segments here. Uh, and then we get, uh, Cordette coming out with, uh, uh, the Heavenly Bodies to talk about the road march to WrestleMania match, uh, that the Jiggle has, uh, next week. And, uh, uh, and, and they kind of mentioned too that, like, uh, that they're kind of fighting on behalf of Yoko, which again, I like this where like, okay, the Heavenly Bodies, even though they're not managed by Fuji, like they have a, uh, correlation through Cornette t- with Yoko. So, like, they're not buddies with, like, Yokozuna and Fuji, but they're still right. kind of on the side because of Cornette. So I really like that, like, linking they did together a lot better than, like, mentioned earlier, whereas, like, Crush and Owen have had no interaction between the two of them. So it makes no right. sense they're together, where, like, the Heavenly Bodies and Yoko makes more sense, and they kind of play it up that way. I agree. And then they, again, mention that there's no Raw next week. And this is going to be the March March to WrestleMania uh, next week, so that's the big the big announcement as well. So, um, cool stuff there. And I kind of end off, and this has kind of happened on every pay per view we had so far, where they have the big uh, pay per view uh, like preview show. I don't know what they really call it, but extravaganza instead of the final raw. So, it a pretty right. decent matches. I mean, three three main uh, all three of the guys in the main events getting big matches against named guys. So. Mm-hmm. And, one of those being the gigolos, so you know we're gonna love five star match that one. So. <laughs> exactly. So uh on the awards or anything else? No, I think we're good. Alright, so we get uh most new gen outfits. Uh
1: uh I think I'm gonna have to go Jared,
0: that the colorful Jared outfit he had. Uh I'm gonna Sparky Plug. I feel like uh nice. he's just those colors that he's got are just so new gen, yes. neon, neon. Uh maybe most it. new yeah, most new gen performer.
1: Uh Man, I I feel like I've said him a few times, but he just keeps earning it. I'm I'm gonna have to go with Owen. Like, he's just really been killing it right now. Yeah, he's in a great, great groove. Uh, I'm gonna go double J. I'm just
0: looking at it. Owen was good in that match. I'm gonna go him though. Uh, I'm gonna go with Johnny Polo. I thought nice. even though his swimsuit made no sense, his swimming offense thought he was great in commentary. The Millionaire Man was good too in commentary, but I thought they the way better commentary than Stan Lane's and the uh, Jim Rosses that we've gotten
1: so far, so I thought those guys added a lot. Uh match or segments. Uh it's easy to say the bushwhacker squash, but I'm gonna give it to that Doink versus Brooklyn Brawl or Doink versus Mike Sharp match. Okay, yeah, that was bad.
0: Uh I'm gonna go to the funeral parlor. Uh because I just thought it was weird. Yeah, uh, I thought the the sound was way off. Again, sometimes this is hard to judge because it's on a tape of a tape of a tape onto a peacock <laughs> network. Right. So you know, like I'm sure no one's actually sound mixing this crap. You know, after the t- after the fact, but I thought yeah. it was I thought it was it was weird, and then the the sound was just off on it. So uh,
1: best manager segments. There's two I'm going back and forth on. Uh, I'm gonna give it to my guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Brett versus Adam Baum. Okay, that, that's a good one there.
0: I like that. That was a good, good match. Way to yeah. elevate Anabom. And then I like the Macho Yoko stuff. I thought yeah, that was they the really, one. they really sold that Macho was going to win that title. I thought, I thought they did a really good job. I thought the, I thought the Virgil double J was good from, uh, I think all the matches that had name guys this week were, were really good. Uh, I thought, I thought, I think the, some of the Raws were a little rougher, but, uh, I don't know, matches, but like the actual, when it was, uh, two guys fighting each other, name guys, uh, I thought they were all pretty solid this time. Uh anyone stock
1: up? I'm actually gonna go with Sean. Like, like I
0: I I haven't Maybe been the what? highest
1: guy on Sean, but I just feel like this character work right now is is elevating him and I'm kinda like really invested in that ladder match, so I'm gonna go with him. All right, just because you
0: talked him up so much, and I, I was gonna give it to Taco, but I think IRS deserves it just because yes. it was so, it was such a dick about the, uh he's not paying taxes on that headdress, which is actually technically true, so he's got a good point. Uh Can't be given gifts and not pay taxes on it, so All I right. kind of like like where his head's going. So
1: right, uh, his <laughs> stock down. I mean, it'd it'd be it, he would have to have a stock prefer it to be Cy Sperling, so I'm not going to go with him. Uh-huh. No, you have to. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I, he has pissed me off a few times on these episodes, so I'm going to go with Cy Sperling. That That's a good call. Uh, I think you. I feel like you had your hatred towards him. Right, just, it, right. it makes
0: no sense. No one's bought right. like, again. I want to find out who bought WrestleMania because of of Cy. Yeah. No, one did, and I'll, I'll go Lubick Borga. Just barely announced ah, that he's not playing anymore. You know, a guy that we had hopes for just kind of disappears into uh, into nothingness. So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, we got uh, next next time we have the March WrestleMania Superstars a preview show. So, mm-hmm. uh, one last one last show before we get to the the granddaddy of them all. Uh, so, we will be back in two weeks. Anything to add before we head out? No,
1: I'm just really uh, really pumped up for this Mania. Like, I think it's you know. One of our biggest shows that we'll ever do, so just really excited to see, you know, how it unfolds. I haven't seen it; in, it's been a few years, so it's going to be a little fresh to me. So, just pumped up yep. for that.
0: I haven't watched it uh, in a while, all the way through. So, you know, I right. watched the ladder match a ton of times, so or I'll start start it with just the OM match, but sitting all the way through it, right. it's been a while. So, yep. look forward to. Uh, I think the March of WrestleMania will be good too. It sounds good on paper with the right, main right. matches, so we'll see how that is. And those are, those are usually pretty fun. Not uh, quick thing, so I think we'll have a good show next week too. So, pump for it, and uh, we'll see everyone in two weeks. Thanks all everyone for listening, rating, review, and we'll talk in two weeks.